You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. I really love what what Coach Shanahan did with Brock Purdy over the weekend. If you're gonna if you're gonna start someone, let them run let them run the offense. If they're out there and you had a week or a couple weeks to prepare, let them run the offense. And if they can't run the offense right, you're gonna lose anyway. I remember when the Colts started Sam Erlinger when they benched Matty Ice for a couple of weeks and only let him run like three plays. Well, you're not going to win any games running three plays. And they they went out there, San Francisco, and Tampa Bay is a good defense. They went out there and they took it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they ran the whole playbook. They, they ran the misdirections. They did the play action. They did the RPO. They moved Purdy around in the pocket. They ran screens, got got rid of the ball quick. They ran wheel routes, used their weapons. I know, I know, Debo getting hurt doesn't look like he's out for the year, but I thought that was a fantastic game plan, and and it made it made Brock Purdy look like a dang superstar. I was I was watching that game and I was like, man, I, I wish the Colts had somebody like that. But if the Colts had him, they don't let him run three plays. So we wouldn't even know how many how many talented quarterbacks are out there that are being handcuffed by their head coach and not allowed to run the playbook. You know, I was talking about leadership earlier. Good leadership is trusting the people that you have to go out and perform. The best you could do as a coach, as a leader, is prepare your guys to go out and play. You can't play the game for them. But I just hate when when someone is a backup and, and they handcuff that quarterback. They don't they don't let it fly. You've seen with Tyler Heineke or Taylor Heineke. I don't even know his first name. T. Dot Heineke for the Commanders. They let him run the offense. If you're in the NFL, I'd like to think that you can play to some extent. I get it. You're you're not necessarily a starting quarterback. You're not going to be as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I guess I guess that that Heineke's just as good as Carson Wentz, but but it just it just bothers me when when you have a backup and you only let them run three or four plays and you hope to win the game seventeen to thirteen and that's just not realistic in the modern NFL. And it's phenomenal leadership. I'm I'm not as high on on Coach Shanahan as many of the rest of you are. I I pick San Francisco to represent the NFC at the beginning of the year, and, and they look like they're going to be in the mix. Now, good leadership also, you look at the evolution of, of Jalen Hurts, and I, I mentioned him a little bit earlier in the show. Jalen Hurts is really becoming that guy. And the NFL is funny, right? Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, meaning he was the last pick in the NFL draft. He was dead last. Means that every team passed on him six, seven times. And you look at him on on Sunday, this guy looks like a player. He's got the moxie. He can move. He can sling it. He's got pocket presence. He's got leadership skills. He made one mistake, 
and he was all on himself. Um, it was a it was an interception. It was that interception was nullified by a penalty. He went right back out, scored a touchdown two plays later. Like this kid got has killer instinct. He has all of the intangibles. It's funny that someone drafted at the end of the draft can be that guy. And then you have then you have people that are drafted really early in the NFL draft that look completely lost at times. And I don't know if it's nature versus nurture. I don't know if Brock Purdy had gone to the Browns or had gone to the Lions. Well, I can't even say the Lions anymore because the Lions are, are balling. Jeff Goff looks pretty good with the Lions. You saw Baker Mayfield with Coach McVay and the Rams. Didn't look like Baker Mayfield. Looked like something better. So perhaps it's the organization. Perhaps. I know that you listening to, to this show, so you're driving around Atlanta, you're driving around Seattle. If you have to go to work every day, and you go to an office that that has that is bereft of talent. You have bad management. You have a bad facility. So you go there and it's it's drab. I, I worked at this one place and the colors were like vomit green on the walls. Like the colors were were drab and green and, and yucky. And just you would walk in there, it'd be a sunny day. And you'd walk into the office and you'd feel lethargic. And finally, one of the managers were like, this is stupid. Why We need to paint these walls colors that are more bright and sunny. So if you go into an organization that's a bad organization, you have bad leadership, bad ideas, bad breath, it's difficult to perform in that type of environment. As opposed to if you go to a great organization where people are brilliant and intelligent and share ideas and, and have camaraderie and respect for one another and, and fantastic leadership, you're going to perform much better. So maybe maybe it's the organization. And maybe that's why Jalen Hurts is doing so well. But I just know that the that, that the Eagles, man, the Eagles are, are a serious team. I've been saying, Jonesy's been on the show, I've been saying once Jalen Hurts figures out how to get to his third or fourth progressions, watch out. Because if you're defending them, it's a little predictable. It's more, can you stop it? But you know where the ball's going. You know it's going to, to one of those stud receivers or to the tight end. But I think good leadership, Nick Sirianni, and, and Nick Sirianni, when he first got that job, when he left my Colts, to go to the Eagles, he had one of the worst press conferences. He looked bad. He sounded bad. He didn't look like a coach. And people judged him. They said, this is going to be a disaster. I had jokes. But he's brought Jalen Hurts along at a reasonable pace. As Jalen Hurts has gotten better, if you notice earlier in the season, because the Eagles have explosive offense, and they have good defense, they have, a, they have playmakers on both sides of the ball. Got my man Big Play Slay. Cox is still a beast. They're just a talented organization. And a lot of it is because Jalen Hurts is, is on, on a rookie deal. That's the other end of it. Jim, Jimmy G out in San Francisco is on a, on a low deal. Then you have Trey Lance, who really hasn't played enough to, to give a, a good comparison or, or, or to really give us an idea of what he's going to be. I think the media has already made up their mind that Trey Lance is going to be a bust. Just like it's funny, over the weekend, I'm all over the place today talking NFL. Tua had a, Tua, so Tua has a bad game back-to-back at San Francisco. Remember, Miami's on the other side of the world. It'd be like it'd be like if they were playing against Barcelona, <laughs> playing a game in Barcelona and playing their next game in uh, Dusseldorf, Germany. 
or Geneva, Switzerland. So he has a bad game. He had a bad game against the Chargers. I, they're still the San Diego Chargers to me. But he had a bad game against the L.A. Chargers. He had a bad game against San Francisco. And all of a sudden, two is a bust again. Because the media's already made up their mind that two is a bust, and Justin Herbert is heading for Canton. We all know that the Chargers are not going to make the playoffs because they always find a way to lose games. When they, when they almost blew that onside kick on Sunday night, I was like, man, Brandon Staley will, will be able to set a Guinness Book of World Records for ways to lose a game. So it's it's just funny, but but like I said, with it's it's very interesting with, with quarterbacks. It's interesting the dynamic in the NFL and and people the Eagles are the most slept on eleven and one team that I've ever seen. A twelve and one team. This this Eagles team is is a juggernaut, man. They're you got Jalen Hurts running the ball, throwing the ball, and now he's getting multiple reads. Minnesota is showing us who who we thought they were. They've been holding this thing together with with duct tape and absolutely destroying the Pythagorean theorem. Look that up on Google. It's difficult to be a 10-2 team when, when you're only plus nine for the season in scoring. And I think Minnesota will fall apart as the year goes along, which I always thought. I think you have the Eagles, Cowboys, and the Niners. I think I don't I don't trust Dak Prescott. And I don't trust Ezekiel Elliott's health to hold up. I think I think the Eagles and the 49ers, that's gonna be a heck of an NFC championship game. And I, I just think people are sleeping on the Eagles. I know the NFC East is playing the AFC South, so there's there's some weakness in the schedule. But that's a darn good team. I need to get Jonesy back in. That's a darn good team. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance Day Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. James Lewis. But I get this email that says, Election Day may be behind us, but our work is far from finished, James. The Senate race in Georgia is headed for a runoff, and that means the result of this election depends on what we do between now and December 6th. And it says in big, bold letters, you haven't donated this year to the DNC. Split. So it's giving me instructions. Split a $10 donation between Raphael Warnock's campaign and the DNC to help with this runoff and defeat Herschel Walker. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Don't don't demand money from me, DNC. Don't ever send me an email like that again in your life. 
If I was there, I'd probably, just to be spiteful, I'd probably vote for Herschel Walker just to spite you because that email was so disrespectful. You demanding my money that I worked hard for during a recession in a post-COVID society when I got a family to feed and they're demanding that I give you money? Bleep you, man. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Mm-hmm. 